This is a Life School podcast, episode number 106. And today we're going to look at church small groups. Lots of Christians are in them. They're not always great. And we're going to talk about how to find meaning and joy and true community in them, while maybe even being a blessing to your neighborhood at the same time. No, I'm not a writer. Okay. Welcome to another edition of Life School. Heath Hollinsby here with Mr. Caesar Kalinowski. Hello, my brother. How are you? I'm doing good, man. We're at 106. This is amazing. We've already got six podcasts down. We're cruising along here for, for those folks that are following along. I hope they're digging it. We're learning. hope they're learning. Yeah, and if you're a new listener or even if, we've, if you've been with us for a while, we've journeyed out in setting up this podcast to be something where we actually can discuss how our life and our faith fit together. Uh, so that oftentimes I was raised thinking that you have faith and you have life and they don't ever cross paths. We're going to change that, Heath. <laughs> yeah, let's change. this is exciting. And today, specifically, one area that we're going to talk about is small groups. And uh, Wow, I've, the the beloved church small group experience. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, if, you're, if you've been in the church, you've probably been pushed to being in a small group as it's the way that you get deeper or... Get in your fake family. No, that's probably too negative. Right off the top. I right off ask. the top. See, I, did I say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I've been in a few models that have always kind of seemed a little weird because there was no real connection. And I know you've been in models of church small groups throughout the history of your experience in the church. What would what would some of those look like to you? Well, okay, so, yeah, I've been in a lot of small groups, and I've you know been a small group leader trainings, and I've done the trainings over the years, you know, and... And actually really like them, you know, so I'm not as negative as I sound, maybe. <laughs> but they they haven't always produced massive fruit or true community, right? Mm-hmm. They So some of the models I've seen is uh, the, the weekly meeting based on where you, like the night of the week that works for you. And so you kind of get together with a bunch of people that aren't necessarily you're doing life with, but we can all make Thursday, you know, sure. kind of thing. Um, and that's one aspect of why you do it. And then that might be doing a book study. Uh, that's often, that's like, okay, we got special notes from the sermon on Sunday. We get yeah. back together to now discuss that kind of stuff. Not a bad way to go. Um, there again, they are, they're often sort of pragmatically segmented. That's how mm-hmm. we got together. Just consumeristically, this is when it worked for us. And then it's about learning stuff. You know what I mean? Or I've seen other models where it's like um, a bunch of friends get together, start a small group because they already like each other and their kids are at the same age and stage of life. And so it makes real sense. It's it's easy. There's not a lot of rub because we already like each other. Sure. And they kind of get together and it's really just kind of a hang time. And they call it their church small group. That kind of gets the pastor off their case, you know, <laughs> right? But... Um, and, and and maybe from time to time they do a study, but it kind of I've seen them where they just they're great, but then you kind of they devolve into just like I just really like our hanging time, you know, and we sure. just hang out, and we're not really growing or blessing anybody or really living a life on mission, and so it's technically a small group. <laughs> yeah, because it never grows outside of that, right? Like if I if I frustrate you, I'm out. I'm yeah, done. well, and you've heard you've heard say we're like, well, our can, hey, I, can maybe my wife and I could join your small group. It's like ours is closed. Yeah. You know, how's that, how can it be any Christian anything that's closed? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, no, the, it the, makes no it, sense. The open sign's always lit. You know, and it has yeah. to be, right? It has to be. So, so those are some of the different ways I've seen people get into small groups. And I know that I, we've got listeners right now that are saying, well, I'm in a small group and I really, really like it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, good on you. That's awesome. Could it maybe be even better? Could it be more life giving? And could it be more the life and the mission 
that Jesus gave his disciples, could that baby be getting accomplished even in greater ways? Hmm. I think it could. Well, and I think that there's a lot of people that would be familiar with your teachings on missional communities, and that's uh, sort of the model that me and my family try to live into. And maybe you could just set up from the top of this conversation the biggest difference or a couple like pretty big differences between the small group model and what maybe a missional community might look like. Okay, well... That could go hours and hours, but I'll, I'll just, I won't do it full justice, but just to kind of set it up. So uh, generally, uh, let me just ask you, who or what is the focus of your church small group? Yeah, it's usually us. Yeah, yeah. right? It's it's us. It's kind of created for that. It's it's a way of closing the back door at the church because people come on Sunday and they sit in rows and largely in silence, look at the back of someone's head while, you know, the performers do their gig. Yeah, that's right. Right? And so they're like, well, we need something to close the back door. Let's get people into smaller groups, sort of get them into communities, so they build some relationship. And maybe then they'll be less likely to move on, go to a different church. Sure. Right? Okay. So, all right, fair enough. But we end up being the focus. It's about us. It's about retaining us. It's about us being happy. It's so consumeristically driven, right? Um, There's one big difference. A missional community is a community that says, hey, we're going to actually come together and hang for the sake of God's mission. Hmm. Now, just, you know, to clarify, and our listeners probably have heard us say this a lot, and they will, is God's mission, Jesus only gave the church one mission, that's go and make disciples. Right. And so if, you're, if your small group's not about making disciples, and I'm not talking about just discipling each other in knowledge, but making new disciples who know how to make new disciples, then it, it's not missional. And so that one of the big difference between a missional community is it's going to be outward focused. Hmm. It's not just about us and sort of our happiness and joy, but we're always thinking about who's next, yeah. who else, what about my neighbors? I can look out the window and see them. Are, are we reaching out in their life? And I'm not talking about just with an invitation to church. I'm talking about to be a blessing, yeah. right? So that's a huge difference between a small group and a missional community. Now, technically in size, they may be real similar. Okay. okay? Another big difference, small groups tend to get together uh, generally like once a week. Some do it like once a month or every other week because, sure. you know, they can't be bothered. You know? <laughs> but whereas a missional community is really a, a group of people that say, hey, we're going to live together like a family. Hmm. Increasingly, like a like an extended family, the Bible uses the word oikos in Greece for the, right. in Greek for that. Um, in fact, the only the church is always referred to as an oikos. It was always this sort of extended family, hmm. and they lived on mission. They they lived to accomplish what Jesus commanded them to do, and that's go out and make more disciples. Hmm. Like you know, share the gospel, ex- experience the kingdom in action, invite people to taste and see the kingdom, and experience that it's good that the gospel is good news, and and. A lot, a lot of small groups, that's not their focus, right? That, yeah. That's not their focus. It's usually something really entirely different, but it can be. Yeah. See, a it, lot of times it's study too, right? Like I've been in the small groups for, for two, three, four years. It's it's bouncing from study to study, but it's like you said, it's so inclusive that the good news is not expanding at all. It's Right. And what would it look like to move beyond a weekly meeting? Yeah. Now, a lot of Christians say, well, I don't want that. I don't have time for that. Yeah, and too so, busy cool. for it. And, and that's a heart thing, right? That's a, that's a heart motivational problem. Hmm. It really is. If we say, like, listen, I only have X amount of hours for God and his mission, sure. then, then I'm going to challenge our faith. I'm going to challenge our true understanding of what Christ came to do hmm. and why and how we now get to live. Yeah. I really am. Because I, mean, I get it. You know, I live in America, too, and you know, I've pastored full-time, and I've trained lots of pastors and church planners and all that, and i and talked to so many people, mm. and it can very quickly become sort of a thing we fit in. We're kind of wedging our faith in. I mean, that's what we're yeah. doing in life school is to say, no, faith and life can fit together. They really, yeah. it can be all of it, and and there's a lot to, that can be learned about it. And there's, you know what, there's, here's some, something exciting. There's some great resources these days to help small groups sort of turn the corner. 
Like, well, I don't even know how to begin. You know, I got, the training I got was really how to make sure that, you know, everybody came and we got the study done and we prayed by eight. We got everybody out of there on time. You know, it's like that's the kind of small group training we get. Sure. There's some cool resources out there nowadays that will help turn the corner, help re-rhythm your small group. So if there are those resources and you'd like to talk, and I love the way that you mentioned, like, what's the thing behind the thing? There's got to be some sort of dynamic approach to shifts that actually have to happen, right? These resources can help us get there, but... What do you think from a heart standpoint some of these big shifts are that it's going to take to move small groups into more of this missional type of response to living in light of the gospel? Right. Well, I think you're dipping in right there, Heath. I think you're hmm. already kind of tipping your hand is that our motivations have to change. Hmm. Right now, if I'm motivated to you know get to church on Sunday 2.3 times a month or whatever it is now the average Christian's doing, you know, yeah. um, get my kids there, um, whatever, maybe maybe you know, give a little money, tithe, whatever people are doing. And, and that's the, that's where my motivation stops. Hmm. It, it doesn't, my motivation doesn't take me to go like, am I making disciples? Have I been discipled? What about my neighbors? What about lost folks? What, what about people who have great need all around me? Hmm. I'm not talking about just financial need, need, you know, yeah. it's a broken, jacked up world. Um, if our motivation's not there, then, then we could sit here in life school or a pastor could like scream his head off from the, you know, the stage and say, Hey, you should do this. Hmm. Right, you should be about this, and you're gonna go, yeah, I know, I guess so, but I don't have the motivation. See, yeah. the gospel alone changes that motivation, and that's where it has to start. Hmm. That that's that's where it really has to start. And um, you know, we use a term called gospel fluency. Sure, this idea of can we speak the good news? Do we have fluency enough that it makes sense to people? And is our understanding of the gospel about all of life, or is it just really about our afterlife? And I, I kind of say that like a broken record, I think, but, but that's, that's what it's going to take. And, and, and our community is going to have to not just study the sermon notes yeah. if they want to change. You know, it could be the best preacher in the world, probably is, but they're going to have to intentionally start to grow in a gospel motivation that, that, that starts to connect the dots between the good news of who God is and what he's done and what's now true of us yep. and how we live in the kingdom to every area of life and mission. And, and then we have to live that out together for people to experience it deeply and see that and participate and taste it and all that. For me and my family, that was the biggest hardship in moving from a small group to a more of a missional community method. This this concept of living increasingly as a family was difficult because we still we were still trying to tie it into, yeah, let's fi- figure out this one night that we could actually have a meal together. But it is it, if it's not a hands-on, all-in-the-game approach, to actually living life together, it's never going to work, right? Well, there's see, there's a love motivation there. Hmm. If it's think about think about when you you know you start dating, right? You know, listeners, you, know, you start dating, and then if you start moving towards marriage, you don't think like, man, I wonder if I could fit in a night a week to be with her. Yeah. Or I wonder if you know he and I could maybe carve out Thursdays to see each other. You know, like you're like falling in love, and you're like, man. I, you're texting. I'm calling. Like they're calling back. You know, yeah. I gotta see her. I gotta see him. Like we gotta be there. Like we gotta be together. It's like every night. It's like my gosh, right? Yeah. And, and no one's telling you you should. You're hoping Natural. you get to, yeah. <laughs> right? And and see, that's a love motivation. That's a heart motivation. And I totally understand the busyness of life and and sometimes where we find ourselves in today. Hmm. But if we could just begin by starting to change our, our gospel motivation, understanding how much God loves us and sends us to mm-hmm. make disciples, and then be open to letting that love change like a fr- the frequency of hanging out. In other words, instead of just automatically thinking, well, church is on Sunday, and then we do small group mm. on Thursday or Tuesday or whatever, start thinking about, well, what would a healthy family who has God as their daddy 
and you know, and Jesus is their brother and has everything. You know, God says it's all yours now, right? We're co-heirs with Christ of all good things. What would it look like to start to live together more and more like family? Mm. Like, could we do that? Are we at least open to it? Let's start there. Yeah. Meaning, you know, like, what are we doing all week? And could we include others in it? Not yet believers and our believing pals in the group? Are yeah. we open to that at least? I'm not, there's, it's not a light switch, Heath, right? Yeah. We're not going to go from like, well, I've been in small groups for 10 years and it's been, you know, once a week and we take summers off and then now it's going to just be like, boom, rich. Sure. But are you, are you letting the gospel change your motivations and open up your mind that, that discipleship happens in all of life? We have to start doing life together. So uh, in light of that, one of the hardest things when we were making this transition from going, we all, we knew that a small group for our family just wasn't, it wasn't what we wanted. It was too segmented. We didn't want our kids to see see life as Christians. Separated yeah. out, yeah. But um, we were choosing small groups based on this consumer-driven model. What, what fits us? What feeds us? Are these the people we like to hang out with? Is it just because it's this day of the week that works for us? Is it because it, these people live right in my neighborhood? And we actually ended up moving into a neighborhood so we can be intentional yeah, beautiful. with people. I love that. Yeah, I love that. And what I noticed was that and we were doing that and starting to share stories, it's an attract like it's a it's an attractive thing. People are like everyone's longing for this sort of community. I think it both attracts and repels. That's a good point. Yeah, you know, right? You, you know, there's yeah, people there's who are like, people start, you know, read this, you know, like, read the best book I ever read in my life. It's called Transformed by Caesar <laughs> <laughs> No, but like, read this. Look what the life could look like. And some people are like, and eh, no thanks. Yeah. Right? And other people are like, that's beautiful. And even if we never make it all the way there, we have to try. Yeah, we're going to go for it. We have to, right? The third aspect that was kind of quirky was when I told my mom we're coming to Tacoma and we're going to do this missional living thing. It was like, oh, this is like a kind of like a cult, <laughs> David Koresh sort of cult of love, mom. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> she didn't understand the concept because it was so foreign to her. Right. Um, but what sort of hope would you give to people that that maybe are on the verge of going like, we really want to make this commitment? But okay, so so small small steps and small shifts in our heart and our understanding mm-hmm. are big. They they really do small things, the right things that we start to ask different questions, learn some different things, try practice some yeah. different rhythms they're big they can get there um let me let me drop a resource on our listeners okay, okay. i'm not trying to be a big commercial here okay no. but this is a killer resource um there's a there's an eight-week sort of tool this is an experiential guide called the tangible kingdom primer okay hmm. and i'll refer to it as the tangible kingdom primer or the tk primer okay and it was written by hugh halter and matt smay and then, you know, full disclosure, I, I edited on that thing, okay? So I had some kind of say skin in the, the game. Yeah. yeah, some skin in the game, okay? But I, it is a killer tool um, for taking a small group that exists in its traditional forms, you know, kind of weekly, week to week, that's about it, and beginning to introduce new rhythms of, you know, like what is missional and what is incarnational? What's it mean to put mm-hmm. on flesh in a neighborhood, not just, you know, hole up as the Christians in a room, but like, what does it look like to incarnate, take on the flesh of the neighborhood? And how do we expand our gospel? How does it get bigger? And so the, that, that tangible kingdom primer is a killer resource that baby steps mm-hmm. towards some actual different rhythms. Because what's cool about that primer is, is you learn some stuff and you do some journaling and it asks some pretty tough questions. I'll just warn everybody, you know, yeah. like it'll peel you a little bit. Um, but then there's a there's an action day, and there's a community day. So you actually have to do some stuff differently. Sure, you know, and it's not crazy scary. You know what I mean? Like I think one of the days it's like go outside and look around and notice the people. You know, like across the fence, across the street. Easy. Do you know their names? Like yeah. why not? Do you do you love them? What's going on? You know, sure. and go back in the house and answer these questions. I mean, but there's action, and it moves though towards some new rhythms of starting to have meals with folks like that, mm. starting to do more and more life together. 
Like, yeah. what's it mean to be a family, not just a small group? Yep. Like, and, and that's not a switch. Like I said, it's, it's not a light switch you'll throw. But, man, that TK Primer is a killer resource for that. So I'll just throw awesome. that out there for folks. And I think what you can expect, though, is if you'll start to baby step towards this, you'll look back and go, it's a very different rhythm we live in now. And yeah. sure, we still have, you know, initial communities I have in, we still have that weekly family dinner night. Yeah. But it's not the whole week. But we kind of we kind of took that small group experience, transitioned into a deep, rich meal time for the family, mm. and often a time that's just beautiful to invite anybody to. They yeah. want to experience grace and good food and joy. You know, maybe a glass of wine or something. You know, yeah. And uh, and then throughout the rest of the week, as the group matured, yeah, that's when time we're maybe going deep in some study of the word, or we're out serving together, or we all get together to go like one of the family's kids' softball game and just cheer heads off like crazy, and you know, bring yeah. snacks and be a blessing to the rest of the parents on the team, or or whatever, you know, and so. Yeah, it might start with a weekly meeting, but man, it can go so much further, and you can, you can you can get there little by little if if you're not content to stay where you're at. Sort of the you know the weekly small group study, and here we go. <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing is like for me and my wife when we started flirting with this this concept of missional community was missional community living is so much fun when you're living life together, and it's for most of our life, it was kind of like this, okay, we're going to go pray. We're going to try to keep the kids downstairs apart from our, what we're doing. Cause we need to study and we need to learn. And, and as we talk about having this podcast, that's incorporating faith into life is so much easier for now. My buddy who sees, cause I could put on a great game face for a couple hours a week, but living <laughs> life with people, my neighbors call me out like, dude, stop treating your wife like crap. And yeah. I noticed this, or I noticed like you're not disciplining your son. But imagine knowing you've got all these people that are like your extended family and you're sharing in all the love and pain and hassles of life. You know, yeah. you were sharing with me just a little bit earlier today, another guy in the community and some stuff that's going on with him and his marriage. And he felt open enough to share that. It's pretty yeah. deep stuff. Right. But imagine knowing you just, you get to, yeah. And then financially, you're there for each other. So it's like, listen, we're all going to make it or we're not. You know, like yeah. no one's going hungry. If your car breaks, then our car broke. You know what I mean? It's like yep. it. And people, are, they fear it, though. It's weird. People like fear giving themselves up. But it's like the life that Jesus came to give us. Hmm. Right. Yeah. But, what I found it to be like almost a community championing us towards the finish line. We're going like we're in this together. We're, and, and I noticed in, in one of the groups I was in was we had a, a huge financial need and my buddy walked up and said, Hey, we got a $1,600 bonus from work and we want to give it to you to pay your rent for two months. And what? Yeah. It's unbelievable. (laughs) Like that's what a brother does. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, It's family. Yeah. It's such a beautiful way of living. I wish we could get so far into it. I mean, we're already kind of running out of time for this episode. I mean, I just encourage our listeners, listen to lots of episodes because we, 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 we touch on little aspects of this each time. Yeah. We'll get there. The life school is (laughs) about 25, 30 minutes each week and I can't go super, super deep. There again, though, that TK Primer, that Tangible Kingdom Primer, you, you can find that out there, missiopublishing.com. I think that's the address. Yeah, they put so it out check it out. Sure. Um, check that out. I'm not kidding you. It'll baby step you towards some of these things that I, you know, I can't teach you in five minutes or you know, 15 yeah. minutes in a podcast. But hopefully today it's begun to wet the whistle of people. Like if they're in a small group but they want it to be more vibrant, more life-giving, and maybe start to become a blessing to others, you can. You can get there. Don't give up yeah. on small group. Don't give up on church. Just take Jesus at his word when he said, you know, live this way. Do as I've taught you. And you look how he lived, right? Yeah. Look how him and his disciples lived. They lived like a family. They did it all together. Yep, but it didn't start life. that way. Day one was just, hey, come and follow me. They ended up three years later, they were living like this family. And they knew the words of Jesus and the ways of Jesus. 
mm. and his acts, and, he, and, and that's what he calls us to do. And we get to. That's the yeah. beautiful thing. So, okay, to. so that's the long game approach. One thing we can do right now is give away the big three for this week, which is something we can take into account and start putting into practice. The big three takeaways. Yeah, big three takeaways. And if you're busy and you can't write these down right now, we want to give them to you for free. And the way you get that is by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 106. Or you can text the message episode 106 with no spaces. That's episode 106 to 44222 to receive the big three right now. Caesar, what are the big three takeaways for this week? Okay, so here, I'm going to add something to the big three. So when, when folks do that, and I love that texting thing, man. It's so cool. So, groovy, so easy, right? So if you're at the gym right now or you're out jogging or whatever, you just text episode 106 to the number 44222 and bing. It's there. Boom, and you're going to get this, and we're going to give you your email address, and they're going to send it to you right away. But I'm going to add to it, not just these big three that I'm about to lay on everybody. Nice. But um, what I want to do is, because I've mentioned it, that that Tangible Kingdom Primer, um, I'm going to add to the big three um, a, a sample chapter, like a, oh, cool. a week of the TK Primer. I'm, I'll put a link in there so you can actually kind of experience the whole week, and it lays out the rest of the whole eight weeks as well, Great. as well as the publisher has said, oh, well, give, give, out, give out this discount code too. So if people want to taste it, try it, give it a shot. We'll save them some bucks. Okay, yeah, that's cool. So you get the big three this week and you'll get the, that sample week and you'll get all that. So anyway, great. enough of that. Here's the big three. I'm going to do this around the idea of GC&M, gospel, community, and mission. In fact, some people call their missional communities gospel communities on mission. All right, so here's the big three. First one, gospel. Make sure that your small group is growing in the gospel. I'm not talking about biblical knowledge, but they're actually growing in their knowledge of the gospel and their gospel fluency and how it fits into all of life. Like, what is the good news for, for your neighbor's marriage or your own or your mm-hmm. parenting or that teenager that you're having a challenge with or your job loss? Or like, like, figure it out. Use some tools. Use some resources like the TK Primer or other, other things that are out there. But intentionally think we've got to be growing in our gospel. Because remember we said earlier, that's what changes our motivations. Yep. That's what changes our love and our priorities. Number two, so that's G. Number, number two, C, community. Little by little, start to make your community, your small group, feel and interact more like a family. Okay, Become a community, not mm-hmm. just a weekly small group, but become a community on mission. Become a family on mission. And and that takes intentionality. That takes intentionality. It takes thinking about, hey, okay, so we meet together on Thursdays and we're starting to study the gospel. It's changing our motivation. What might else we start to do together to be a blessing, be blessed, sharing each other's burdens, bless a neighbor or yeah. whatever, okay? And then M, that's number three, the third of the big three, M, GCM, mission, okay? Start to look outside your small group now for people to serve, build new relationships with, Okay, in other words, become a small group, like we said right at the beginning, it's kind of focused on us. It's about us, you know, and like, see you later. I got to be out here at 8 o'clock or whatever, you know. (laughs) Um, Start to look outward. Start to focus on the mission, which is to make disciples of others that aren't yet disciples. And so, you know, as Christians, it's important to remember that we exist for the sake of others. That's good. For God's glory, right? Not just a holy huddle focused on us. Yeah. So there's the big three, G, C, and M, growing the gospel, right? Um, let your start to become more of a community on mission, like a family. Start to live, treat each other like a family, which treat sure. each other, and start to look outside your group for serving opportunities and people you could bless. Okay? Perfect, man. And so, just one more time, you know, if you want to get the big three, boom, easy download, so you don't have to mess around with it, and it's all encapsulated, and I, and I kind of expound on it a little bit for you, um, and get that sample week and the discount code and all that cool stuff. Just go to one two three lifeschool dot com forward slash episode one hundred six. 
or do that cool texty thing where you text the message episode 106, no space, to the number 44222. And we'll get that right to you. You know, another thing you can do if you're finding this podcast and the content useful, we just ask you to do three things for us. Would you head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast? That way you're not going to miss any week. As soon as it's out, you're going to get the notification. If you could rate the show with lots of stars, let us know that we're doing a good job and you're liking the content. It's I think it goes up to 100. So give us at least 95. No, I think the it's highest you can five get. Five or something. <laughs> and then write a review for us. Even if it's short, just, hey, loving this stuff, whatever that review is. Here's what be. I got out of that episode or anything. Just yeah. All that stuff helps us. Uh, it blesses us because we're able to hear that we're not just sitting here recording for no purpose, but it also helps us get the podcast out to a lot more people. Appreciate that. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for joining us on the Life School Podcast. Next week is going to get kind of crazy. We're going to talk about how you can talk about politics without being a polarizing jerk. Because Impossible. <laughs> it's, based off what I see anymore, I, I'm tending to believe it is I think, impossible. I think it's just the gene that kicks in when you go politics. It's like, and now I'm going to be a jerk. All right. <laughs> no, you actually don't have to be. We're going to talk about We're that gonna next talk, Yeah, some tips for that. You can get more information by visiting 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast.